Before we get into the issue, I just wanted to let you guys know that this is the free version of the podcast, and all that means is that this is far behind where I'm at in the Patreon version. So if you're liking this and you need more John Constantine, you can't get enough. Be sure to go over to patreon.com slash planes, trains, and comic books, all one word, and sign up for the Hellblazer tier, which gives you access to the entire Hellblazer library that I've done so far, and a new Hellblazer podcast every week. And you'll also get the exclusives from our main planes, trains, and comic books podcast. So if any of that interests you, definitely check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash planes, trains, and comic books, all one word. And with that, let's get into the issue. Today we are reading issue number 22 and just a little catch up on what's been going on in this story and apparently i was wrong about how long this story arc was this fear machine story arc we're in the middle of uh because i thought it was 12 parts i don't know why maybe the first issue said it was 12 i'm not sure but after i read it today i realized that this in fact is the last issue of this story arc so uh that's exciting it ended earlier than i thought it was going to so currently john has figured out who is behind the building of this fear machine and it is a sect of the Freemasons, I guess, and they're trying to raise a god named Jalak and Tilioken. And these Freemasons were using the fear machine to cause civil unrest, which would allow them to grow their political influence and power. But John has foiled their plans and they've officially backed out, but there is actually a rogue agent who is more into raising the god Jalak and Tilioken than the civil unrest and political power side of it. So that rogue agent is named Mr. Webster, and he has currently rounded up a bunch of dissidents, like they say specifically black people and hippies and peaceniks and people like that. And also he's rounded up a bunch of Constantine's friends, the people that were helping him kind of take on these Freemasons. And Webster has begun sacrificing these people in order to try to raise the god Jalak and Tilioken. So one of them has already been killed. Simon was killed last issue. And in the meantime, John, who was trying to save a girl that these guys kidnapped, heard that she escaped on her own. And so he went up to Scotland to go meet her mom and hopefully find her as well, which in a happy coincidence ended up happening. And so now he is up in scotland with the girl named mercury and her mom marge and while they were up there john tried to astral project his consciousness into the fear machine to see what's going on there where his friends what's happening and he ended up almost getting sucked into this giant ball of fear and nightmares that has been building in there which is kind of like food for the god jollock and Tilioken that they're trying to raise so this nightmare ball kind of it's sentient so it, it saw john and then luckily mercury got there and before it could attack john and she was able to pull john away from it before it could swallow him but unfortunately it did follow them back to scotland and like out of the astral realm and kind of manifested into their world and that's where we left off on the last issue first things first we got the cover here looks like john is being surrounded or wrapped up between two very large snakes and he doesn't look scared or anything he's got kind of like a smirk on his face like always and the snakes look like they're very angry and about to attack someone and this issue is written by jamie delano with art by mike buckingham and inks by alfredo alcala and we start off with john constantine having a nightmare he is dreaming of a big body in front of him being cut open and pouring out of that wound is a bunch of blood and snakes and there's so much blood that he begins to drown in it and uh, i guess also the snakes are probably like squirming around him and engulfing him as well and then as he reaches out of the blood someone with a 
tattoo of a snake on their hand reaches down and grabs him. And then he wakes up. And in fact, he is grabbing someone's hand who has a snake tattooed on it. And that person is Zed, his old girlfriend who now lives with the pagan nation up in Scotland. And like I said, this is the Fear Machine Part 9. And this issue is titled Balance. And this moment is significant because until now, uh, John had only heard from Marge's letters about a woman named Zed. And if you remember from the first story arc of Hellblazer, that was all about a woman named Zed who was supposed to be the new Mary. So this is the same woman. She just looks a bit different because she's all kind of paganed out. I don't know. She's got like a shaved head with uh, the only hair she has is like just where a ponytail would be in her hair. That is still hair, but the rest of her head is shaved. And then she's got all these tattoos and looks a bit different. And I guess when John first saw her when he got to Scotland, uh, she didn't really acknowledge him and he thought, oh, maybe she forgot me. But as she begins to kind of talk to him more uh, after she woke him up, she says to him, you're shaking. Don't tell me John Constantine, master of sauce and sorcery, has lost his equilibrium. And that lets John know, oh, she knows who I am. So he asks, oh, you do remember me. And she's basically like, well, how could I forget? You totally fucked my life up because, you know, he was being John Constantine and he was using her as a pawn in the battle between heaven and hell. So she kind of gets some jabs at him in this conversation where she basically says, you don't care about anybody but yourself, and you think you're such a badass and everything, but you don't know true power. Like, over here, we've got real power. And she explains also that, uh, like I said, in, at the end of the last issue, this big monster kind of came out of the ether as he and Mercury were exiting the astral plane, and Mercury, just in her badassness, uh, was able to turn the thing back and make it go away. And when Mercury was doing that, John was kind of like pissing himself in fear caused by this nightmare blob. So Zed kind of has to wake him up and say, like, look, aren't you the great John Constantine? You know, 99% of magic is actually like attitude. So I'm going to need you to be your old badass self and start being cocky again because we're going to need it in this fight. And then we cut to the altar inside the fear machine where there are still people waiting to be sacrificed to this god. Uh, specifically, the last two people are Sergei, the Russian agent who was working with John, and also Inspector Talbot, who was also working with John. They say explicitly that they've already killed a bunch of black people and foreigners and then also what they call the peace women but i think they mean like either feminists or just hippie women in general and the person who's been doing the killing is this rogue agent from the masons named mr webster he's been doing the main killing but the person who's been cleaning up everything is this guy named davis who is basically just a dirty cop who is working for this guy for pay and he's just an evil guy in general and doesn't have a problem murdering people so like i said he's down to the last two people which is sergey and talbot and he takes Sergei out of the cell and puts him on the altar to be sacrificed. Then we come back to John and the Pagan Nation people. And they're catching everybody up on what's been going on. Like the, the God's going to rise and all that stuff. Everything John found out. And Zed takes that information and kind of is able to figure out exactly what's going on. So she breaks it down. Uh, basically, the earth is magic itself. It's kind of sentient. Uh, it has two sides to it. There is an anima and an animus, I believe it's called, and that's like the male energy and the female energy, or the yin and the yang. And so uh, this sect of the Masons is only focused on the male energy, which is the Jala Cantiliocan god side of it. And I think I mentioned this before, but their sign, uh, the, the Mason sign that they were drawing on everything, it kind of looks like a phallic symbol. So 
that's why it looked like that because they're just focusing on the male energy of the earth and she even goes on to say that like ley lines and stonehenge are man's attempt like men's attempt to harness this power but they haven't really been able to raise it like these freemasons are attempting to do right now and while she's talking they kind of realize that the god is drawing its power from the ley lines that the fear machine works through and it kind of like it's the center of this fear machine so if they cut off the ley lines it will trap the god and kind of corner it and take away its source of power but it will also make it like manifest which sounds bad but zed has a plan for that because while the masons are the male energy she is going to channel the female energy side that will kind of negate what the freemasons are doing and even if they raise the god the female side of that power that she's going to raise will balance out anything that was going to happen and it will just kind of cancel each other out so zed tells eddie who was like the leader of the caravan that john was originally in uh to go to these ley lines and apparently if you drive copper stakes into the ground where these ley lines are it will negate their power it'll ground it like electricity kind of so they will not be able to work and it will cut off all the power to the fear machine then we cut back to the sacrificing altar where davis is now cleaning up the body of sergey who's been murdered and decapitated and everything in in the name of this god that they're trying to raise so there is only one sacrifice left and that is inspector talbot now earlier in this story arc uh, Inspector Talbot's wife was getting all this hate mail about him and this caused her to kill herself and it turns out that Davis was the person who was sending her this horrible horrible mail and so Talbot actually blames Davis rightfully so for killing his wife so the whole time that Davis has been taking people in and out of the cells and cleaning up all the bodies and everything Talbot has been plotting and waiting for his chance to attack Davis and that chance comes when Davis gets distracted by like a ghost or something that appears. It looks like Mercury. So it seems like maybe Mercury is actual projecting into the mind of Davis to distract him. And this distraction gives Talbot the chance he needs and he is able to grab Davis's neck and begins to strangle him. Then we cut back to Scotland with the Pagan Nation and John and a bunch of the Pagan Nation seem to be leaving. It seems that not all of them are convinced that Zed knows what she's talking about and maybe she's like a con person or something. So they aren't sticking around for this battle against the god Jalakantiliokan. So after John kind of says goodbye to all those people, he goes to find Mercury's mom, Marge, and he finds her washing herself under a waterfall. And as he's looking at her, like she sees him and they, they're talking and everything, so it's not creepy. But he does get turned on and he just straight up says like, hey, Marge, you know, I want you. And she's like, not now. Zed says we have to wait till later. So it kind of puts this kind of sinister like, wait, is Zed kind of mind controlling people and stuff? Is she not trustworthy? But John is convinced that she's trustworthy and also so is Marge. So then we cut back to the altar room where Inspector Talbot is strangling Davis and he is inadvertently giving the last sacrifice to the god. And even though Mercury is there, kind of in astral form, trying to like either stop it or at least sway Talbot. Talbot is too into murdering this guy because, you know, he's getting revenge for his wife. And we even see Mr. Webster walk up behind Talbot and he's got like this creepy look on his face and he's smiling and he puts his hands on Talbot's shoulders as Talbot strangles Davis. So as that last sacrifice is made, luckily Eddie was successful at cutting off all the ley lines. So as this ritual ends and like, I guess the start of the rise of this guy begins, 
it doesn't have any way out like there's no path so it has to kind of stay in this fear machine as it kind of breaks into reality and the first part to break into reality is this nightmare akira blob <laughs> basically that kind of rises out of the stones in this room and then we cut to john and marge who are walking up to some cliffs where zed is waiting for them and we also see that mercury is like by herself or in like a stone circle area and that is where she's been actual projecting herself and watching what's been going on in the fear machine so john asks like what's going on what's going to happen how are we going to do this and zed says we're going to do some magic of course breaking the taboos of blood and fear has raised the primal force of the animus that's what the masons are raising and we need to raise the anima to restore the balance we'll have to break different kinds of taboos taboos of love and then zed and marge take off their clothes and they walk over to constantine and zed says you used my need against the crusade in glastonbury now you have to let yourself be used i know what i'm doing here i have the power can't you feel it don't you want to grab it to rub up against it to crush it into your skin and as she's saying this they begin to surround john with their naked bodies and john begins to take off his clothes and he narrates yes i do <laughs> he continues a hard fist of love lust punches through me the stressed fabric of this quivering reality into a new place for the mind a new time which smothers me overwhelms me sucks me into itself coiling me in a warm sinuosity of desire oblivious to all but the pure immediacy of passion i am bathed in the heavy liquor of eternity submitting beneath the loving weight of earth's embrace and something super weird starts to happen as this narrating is going on. So uh, Marge and Zed were naked, separate people. And then as they get close to Constantine, uh, their bodies merge and their bottom half becomes a snake. So they look like a mermaid on top with two bodies, though, and then a snake body underneath. And they're like all hot and heavy with Constantine. And as they're like making out with him and stuff, we see that Zed has a forked snake's tongue. So it's just a lot of crazy imagery going on. So while they're having their weird snake three-way, <laughs> Mercury, who was astral projecting into the fear machine room, has done the same thing she did the night before with the Nightmare Akira blob, except this time she's done it with the actual god Jalakantiliokan, which has risen. So it is following her astral body back to where they're at in Scotland. And it is doing its best to try to eat the astral body of Mercury. It's got its mouth wide open. And I should say the god looks like a big red snake dragon. Or maybe like a water dragon. I don't know. I'm not really uh, the master of dragon knowledge. But it is flying around and chasing Mercury with its mouth wide open trying to eat her astral body. So John and his situation and Mercury and the dragon kind of intersect with the narration. Uh, one which way you could read it sexual and one which kind of looks like it goes with what's going on with the dragon so the narration says it's coming there's no stopping it terrible with bloody fire squirming scarlet life rushing up writhing suddenly from the earth like toothpaste crushed from a tube and with that the magical three-way ends with john of course uh i guess giving his seed to zed and then she is immediately pregnant <laughs> And Marge kind of acts as a midwife as Zed gives birth to a big egg. It's not gigantic. It's kind of like the size of a large ostrich egg, I guess. So Marge and Zed take the egg and run to a cliff. They can see Jalakantiliokan coming at them. And they're like, this is it. This is the time. 
also with the dragon is a very large wave because I guess this thing came out of the ocean or something. So this giant like tidal wave almost is coming towards this cliff face. And John runs up behind the women and also uh, Mercury joins them. And the three women take the egg and they raise it in the air and as they do it breaks open and we see another dragon come out and it's a blue version of the same style of dragon and as it hatches it grows really quickly to the same size as Jalakantiliokin and it flies over to the attacking god and they they don't really attack each other they just kind of interweave and like wrap around each other as they fly up from the ocean and the narration says moon silver love leaps to meet mars red death humongous coiling they surge filling a universe with their titanic coupling revealing momentarily the perfect primal essence of life before falling back into the anarchic tumult of creation's soup beautiful balletic balanced the masons never knew the half of it these are the god of all gods. And so it seems that Jalakantiliokin was defeated by becoming complete with the female energy dragon that's Zed raised. And so they disappear, uh, but not everything disappeared. There's still a giant tidal wave coming towards them, and it smashes into the rocks and the cliffside that John and the women were at. And we don't actually see what happens to the women, but John gets washed into the sea. And keep in mind, he is butt naked still. So, so he washes out to sea, and then in the next page, we get the epilogue, and we see a fishing boat, and someone on it is saying the words, Jalakantiliokin. And basically, these guys have found John, and all he's been saying over and over and over is Jalakantiliokin. So the sailors are like, what What the hell is he saying? And they're like, I don't know. He must have fell off a Russian trawler. And then I just imagine they say these words very slowly and loudly, but they're like, what kind of vessel did you come off of? And John responds, v vessel? I don't, I don't remember. And the fishermen have given John a cup of something warm, tea or coffee or something, to warm him up, and also a newspaper. And it says on the newspaper that the civil unrest has been quelled and the state of emergency has been lifted. So all the fear that had been going on for the ley lines and everything, that's all fixed. And then also, um, the home office minister was found hanging from the Thames River Bridge. And John had talked to that gentleman who killed himself, uh, I think it was last issue or the issue before that, that was the guy who, when John was trying to figure out how high this all went up, uh, who walked with John and kind of told him everything about the Masons and how there was like a rogue agent. But then he also walked into the palace with the queen and everybody, and uh, he was allowed in. So John realized, oh, that's how high this goes. It goes all the way up to the royal family. And with that, that is the end of the Fear Machine story arc. For me personally, this one always seemed to go on a little too long. I don't know if it was because of the like first two issues of the arc taking a little while to kick off because we had to get introduced to a whole new group of characters and all of the uh, caravan people and everything. But uh, eventually it does get pretty cool with this god being risen and whatnot and we get to see Zed and stuff. So let me know what you guys thought of it and uh, if you guys enjoyed it or you just thought it was weird or whatever. I know that the next story arc is called The Family Man and I remember liking that one a lot. It was about a serial killer that's uh, killing children or something. So it's, of course, super fucked up like all of the Hellblazer stories, but this one was a little bit more of like dipping into new age magic and stuff. So if that's not your thing, I could see how this one would be a little weird or off-putting. So if you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, you can email me at planes, trains, and comic books, all one word at gmail.com. And with that, we will see y'all in the next one.